Welcome back, guys and gals, to the Gentleman's Romantic Book Nook, a journey into love in literature. I am your host, Lucky. And I am your co-host, as always, Mac W. Mani, broadcasting to you live from Portland, Oregon. Uh, that's right, folks. This is the show where we read the wackiest romance novels we can find from the mainstream to the extremely niche. And hear those jingle bells in the distance. What's that? Oh, my God. Is it him? Book Santa. Book Santa? He only brings books. That's right, Mac. In the distance, I hear reindeer shaking their antlers. I hear book nerds getting into their own specific nooks. It's time to present them with something holiday themed. I can hear it, too. It's in the wind, on the distance, a deep voice whispering. And a Christmas is still a little ways away, but I think it's time to introduce the Christmas book that we have chosen. We looked at some different holiday stuff, but I think we we both landed on something a little more Christmas centric. I like the selection we made this time because we've never done, you know, a Harlequin, a classic American romance. Um, I even looked up that from the heartland, from the heartland, from the deep, deep American heart. Um, I even looked up what Harlequin was, and I just love this description. Simple story with a romantic relationship. Ah, Very palatable. Oh, I have a different um, definition because I looked it up too. let me find it. A fictional character from the DC Comics universe introduced by Paul Dini in the animated series. That's our other podcast. Oh. Oh, (laughs) yeah. DC heroines and us for this wintry and present filled season. uh, We decided to go a little mainstream, like we said, with the Harlequin. And uh, I still think we're staying a little bit away from that mainstream line with cowboys (laughs) and time travel and a baby for some reason. Well, baby new year. (laughs) The book that we have chosen for this season is The Cowboy from Christmas Past by Tina Leonard. Thank you, Tina, for writing into the show. It's by far the longest letter we've received at uh, 240 pages. Tina, thank you so much for the present. And our present to you will be us being kind of nice to you while we read this. Four hours of amazing content uh, that you can use for any of your marketing. Just reach out uh, to our lawyers. This is from the uh, American romance line of books from Harlequin. uh, In case you couldn't guess by the title, Cowboy from Christmas Past. Not exactly your uh, average Londoner is going to be picking this one up. (laughs) Uh, And this is from the back of the book. Dillinger Kent's getting ready for a lonely Christmas on his Texas ranch. All that changes the night the widowed gunslinger hears an infant's wails and is swept into a time and town definitely not his own. After ditching her fiancé at the altar, Aubrey McGinnis is on the run, trying to figure out how to hold on to her family's perfume company. (laughs) Hmm. The rough-and-tumble stranger who just showed up with a baby girl in tow could be the hired gun and protector she needs. At first, all Dillinger wanted was to get back to his ranch and time, but with the resourceful, enchanting Auburn in his life, mm, she smells good, too. That 21st century is looking better and better, ain't it? little editorialized. Have they both found what they're looking for? A love that transcends time and the inequality of the times in which they lived. There's so many key things, I think, in that first reading. The first thing that I think stands out to me is she's looking for a hired gun in the 21st century, which is a little bit like not something I would assume for my day-to-day trip to Nordstrom's. Well, you're not an heiress to a perfume fortune. That's true. I'm an heiress to a lot of things after that terrible lawsuit, but certainly not perfume. I like this book. And the reason that I was drawn to it was because it ticks off so many boxes. It is a time travel Western Christmas romance novel. 
which is enough qualifiers to drown any Goodreads page. That and they're traveling back and forth through time, which I think is another key thing for me why I'm really excited about it. The fact that they're going back and forth baffles me. Is the child the thing that's causing time travel? Is there a baby with powers in this book? The baby is a time lord, yes. One of the dynamics that's kind of intriguing me about the back of the book is, yeah, he's this grizzled cowboy gunslinger from the 1850s, but it's got that romantic appeal. He does have a baby. He could be a good dad. He, and I want to make it clear, he found a baby. This is not. This is not his baby. This is not his baby. He found it and then immediately is swept into the future. Uh, what I found interesting, I, I tipped over into Tina Leonard's own website, which you can visit yourself at tinaleonard.com. And she's a New York Times bestselling author, so her books are popular. But like every single one is about cowboys and babies. Really? Yeah, let me hit you with some titles. And these are mostly from that American romance Harlequin line. You've got a Callahan Outlaws twins, hmm. True Blood Texas, <laughs> a man of honor. That one, the last one doesn't have a baby on it, but the woman is pregnant. So baby on the way. A match made in Texas. Archer's Angels. Baby at Christmas. And these all have cowboys on the covers as well as babies. I mean, if you find like good for her, right? Good for Tina. She found her niche. She found what sells. Stick with the babies and cowboys. (laughs) This is from the Harlequin Treasury line. Oh, good. Cowboy Coochie Coo. Oh, Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that one there, bud. So lucky. We know about the cowboy. We know about Christmas past. What are your hopes and dreams for this book? Well, you know, I think with um, Wittershins, our last reading, it got highly erotic. And I think I'd like to steer. Heavy. I'd like to steer away from that in general, just for this next book. Um, I don't need a book where every couple of sentences I lean back and take like a very deep sigh because what I'm reading is just changing the fundamental understanding I have of like how life works and eroticism. I'm looking for like a classic American novel. I want to see them fall in love. I don't want it to make sense. I don't want them to explain how they're going into the future and back. (laughs) If it's revealed that she is some kind of mutant, that would be a satisfying conclusion, though. Like, if it's her powers drawing these men from different times into her life, I would accept that. That would be such an unexpected twist. I'd be very happy with it. You know, obviously, it's being set up to be, like, a a final showdown with Dillinger and some, like, angry perfume men, and he kills them, and he sweeps... What's her name? Uh, Auburn Auburn. McGinnis. Thank you. He sweeps Auburn off her feet. You know, like, that's that's what I'm expecting. But if he does that, and then she turns into, like, a giant beast... And it's like, I've been summoning people this whole time. Then certainly, <laughs> certainly I'm she happy eats, with that. She's a succubus who eats time travelers. <laughs> Auburn, what's going on with his tail? It's kind of weird. Oh, don't worry about that, Dillinger. It's nothing to worry your little <laughs> head about. He slays her and then sees a doorway just standing out in the middle of a field. He walks through it now to find the dark tower. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is just a dark tower um, offshoot. Tina Leonard is just a Stephen King pen name slow burning itself into his universe hang on rearrange the letters voldemort (laughs) 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 yeah i think this will be a hard one to find a fan fiction corner for i don't know how many people out there are writing tina leonard fanfic i mean i feel like we could probably find a fan fiction about a cowboy and a baby just by throwing throwing our hat out the window Ooh. uh Cowboy from Christmas Past, Westworld crossover. 
turns out that Auburn is really just a wealthy perfumerist who's gone to Westworld for the weekend. Whoa. Christmas weekend. Okay, let's look for that because that sounds like it could be real. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he's a robot or a con man, <laughs> it's going to be a very unsatisfying conclusion. I've been sent from the past to save you and the baby. I have advanced medical training, but I don't think it's going to come in handy for this moment. <laughs> okay. okay. I was <laughs> well, okay. He's from the past, though. So we wouldn't have any particular knowledge of the future. Yeah. Yeah, because he's going to be really lost in time. I don't know. I don't think they're going to go after any of those social issues. But do you think he's going to be like, don't go out near the pond. You'll get malaria. Oh, maybe. I mean, the whole point of the book's like style, right? The whole point of Harlequin is it's supposed to be a simple, easy read. So I don't think we're going to be held back by like social <laughs> <No>. restrictions and things. <laughs> no, no. He's going to be like a refrigerator. How novel. And then he's going to drink a beer or like a soda and be like too complex. <laughs> There's too many flavors. And he just vomits instantly because he's never had that much refined sugar in his life. The cowboy on the cover of the book looks very clean cut. I have a hard time believing that Dillinger Kent is actually. That is one attractive cowboy. Yeah, he looks kind of like a bit of a metrosexual, a bit of an urban cowboy, if you catch my drift. I've seen gentlemen like this down in the Rainbow District. I've seen gentlemen like this in a Lil Nas X music video. <laughs> I've seen Lil Nas X wear that outfit. <laughs> I've seen Lil Nas X wear this model. <laughs> is that Lil Nas X's baby? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they adopted it together. That's yeah, sweet. Oh, wait, we get to the end of the book and she's like, Dillinger, you've protected me throughout this entire Christmas season. Stay here in the year 3000." ad right and become my techno prince right and he's like oh slow down there pilgrim oh i've realized that i'd rather be a pansexual spaceship i like the idea of this cowboy in the future like walking into a best buy and what entire nation is this uh sir that's a washing machine <laughs> pulls out his gun not nah, not for long <laughs> cleans clothes without a woman's hand black magic <laughs> uh, you said this was a game boy Sir, I don't know what you're trying to sell me, but I don't buy it. This looks like the work of the devil. <laughs> the book, I think, will be enjoyable because it's pretty it's guaranteed in her bio. If you go to her website, the last line is uh, Tina Leonard is known for her sparkling sense of humor, endearing communities, snappy dialogue and memorable characters that include sexy hunks with attitude and heroines with plenty of sass. Join her at TinaLeonard.com, which is the website on which I am viewing said bio well that's okay <laughs> interesting that she would include that there it would probably link you back to the front i'm glad that she tells us it's going to be a sexy hunk because other i didn't get that from the cover that we have examined in excruciating detail uh, a review for a different book here says romance novelist hits the spot between love and love making so this might not be a completely impotent time traveling cowboy like so many christmases before I mean, Christmas is not a season to be getting down and nasty. I think Santa did say that during the first ever Christmas. But, you know, it's nice to see somebody breaking those boundaries. Very naughty, Dillinger. You're going to get core. Don't use it like that. No, no, no. Uh, Tina Leonard's contact information is available on the website. So we'll be reaching out for some more casting decisions from the author. <laughs> Part of our ongoing segment. Tina, if you're listening preemptively and you want to get a hold of us first, that would be a nice twist on things. Yeah, you can reach us at grbooknook. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can reach us di uh, directly at grbooknook at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Give us some clues, maybe some tips about what's going to happen later in this book, what we should be preparing for. Hunky Cowboys, if you're listening to this from the future, feel free to come on back and visit us. 
And if you visit us, please leave an email not- in my inbox right now that you are back and visiting and listening. Hang on. Okay, so no hunkies cowboys, but that doesn't cut out hunky other people. Hunky time traveling baker. Ba-ding! Oh, I just got 10 emails. While we are very excited about our selection for this holiday season, there were a couple of close contenders that I think we would like to bring to the table just to chat about a little bit. Um, two books got very close to being our selection, but uh, maybe something that you can read on the side because we know all of you out there are reading along with us. The first book that uh, was uh, giving us a good good raffle, a good hearty chuckle, was a book called I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus by Debbie Rawlins. This book features Noah Spencer feeling like a fool sitting on Santa's lap, but his seven-year-old daughter, Mindy, had insisted. However, when he noticed that this Santa had padding in unexpected places, he wasn't so anxious to leave, especially when the only thing he wanted for Christmas was a new mother for Mindy. I, where could that padding be that would be unexpected? I feel like you see a female Santa and you know it's probably a lady Santa. The obvious solution is that she patted her crotch. And where he was expecting there to be a giant boner, there was instead some padding. And he realized, oh, no, this isn't a horny Santa. This is just maybe a perverted lady Santa, which is better. Better, not perfect. That is an incredible sense of like your butt, right? I I couldn't tell you if somebody, okay, just bear with me here. If somebody blindfolded me, okay, (laughs) I promise it's going to place. Somebody blindfolded me and slipped a couple of objects into my back pockets. I certainly couldn't guess what they are. I do not think I have that ability. I'm not going to play this game with you again, Lucky. Come on. You told me once per book we get to play what's in your back pocket game. (sighs) Here's the blindfold. (laughs) It's just going to be golf balls again. It's always golf balls and one egg. <laughs> uh, I like the book title, especially I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus because it does set you up for a man on man romance. Nope. No, this is a lady Santa. And just based on the further description of the book, a homeless lady Santa who is just really charming and looking for a place to stay. I that does set up for some interesting dr- like drama with the guy's daughter where if he wants to tell his daughter who his, her new mother is going to be, he has to tell, also tell her that Santa's not real. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Like, that's got to be at least a third of the book is trying to na- navigate around the daughter. Like, oh, no, Santa's real. She just has a job, I promise. Or he, like, finally proposes and marries her at the end and then Christmas ends. But then he realizes that she just likes dressing up as Santa all year round. And it wasn't like a December gig. That's her. That's her only outfit. That's she. Well, she's got 12 others that look exactly like (laughs) she's got her sleep suit, her walking around suit, the workout suit. All the same, though. All the same. All with the padding. I like the idea that at the very end of the book, you know, he marries her. They spend Christmas together. But then the next day, the news is breaking that no toys in any home across the world. Santa's disappeared. The real Santa comes and uh, sues her for identity theft. They fight. They fight on the roof of the home she was trying to win at the very end. And she and kills he realizes Santa. That, oh, God. And has to become him. Oh, wait a minute. Tim Allen. <laughs> she kills Tim Allen. That's a book. (laughs) Certainly is. But rejected on the grounds of uh, creepy Dick Pad Santa. Yeah, Dick Pad Santa wasn't really doing it for us. Uh, Sounds funny. Give it a read if you're feeling in the holiday spirit, but not for us. Reject number two comes to us courtesy of Zara Xenia. Thank you, Zara. 
this is a great book. I love books where the title just tells you everything you need to know. And that's true with this book called In Love with Alien Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> I highly encourage you to head over to Goodreads to look not only at the cover, but at the description of the book. Cover's great. It's got this bear like Daddy Santa. Uh, he's got red skin and a sexy gray beard, six pack abs and pecs from here to hell. <laughs> and then the description of the book is pretty funny. I'll read it here in a sec, but it's not formatted into paragraphs. It's formatted like a poem. When uh, maybe the whole book is an epic poem, we'll, we will never know. This is from the back of the book. Do you believe in Santa? Yeah, Chris doesn't either. But since his ship got stranded above <laughs> Earth and an anti-gravity accident left him with flying reindeer, <laughs> he's decided to make the legend come to life. The presents he brings aren't the traditional dolls and rocking horses. No, no, no. Instead, he finds kids who need help, serious help, and gives it to them. Cancer. Cured. Houses. Fixed. Jesus. Parents. Healed. There's one little girl he helped years ago who he's kept tabs on, and she's grown into a beautiful woman. Yeah. He's forced himself to keep his distance, but when an equipment malfunction gets him stuck in a <laughs> chimney, Blitzen brings her to his rescue. What? Will she be able to accept him, or will the truth of his identity drive her away? In Love with Alien, Santa Claus is a standalone science fiction holiday romance story that features a loving human female and a generous alien. This page-turning science fiction romance story has no cliffhanger, no cheating, and a guaranteed happy ending. The fact that there's a tagline in it that lets us know exactly what's going to happen in the book, I think, is so refreshing and tasty. So many books, every book should have to do that. There's not going to be cheating. There's definitely going to be penetration. Like, I mean, just like, tell me what I'm going to see in these romance. I love just a bullet list. One thing that's not divulged in the back of the book, but is in this first one-star review... <laughs> is uh the real read the whole review it's only two sentences long this is from steven on goodreads wow what did you ladies just make me read awful writing terrible character development but i am <laughs> jealous of chris's ability to alter his length and girth at will that would come in <laughs> handy okay thanks steven for your commentary there and then a colon capital p so we know that that's just fun and flirty yeah mm. so mm. i think that for me was the reason that i turned away from this book because of the eroticism we had in Wittershins, the idea that we were going to see this alien like transforming his wiener around did make me kind of like, well, we, we did kind of see this recently. Well, and there's nothing more romantic than wooing and falling in love with a girl you've known since she was a child. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that, that gives me the big, big yuckies on that one. And there's a certain power dynamic there with Santa in general, falling in love with people whom he knew when they were kids. But this, he like cured his her mother's cancer or something in the past, some huge problem that got solved that's a power dynamic that i don't know if you can overcome simply by growing up and having a hard on for santa <laughs> i mean it would be like a childhood crush right but then santa indulges in it and then those are the murder mysteries you see all the time after 11 p.m on cbs <laughs> another review here is another reviewer is very upset that santa in the book is not red like he is in the cover of the book uh and i gotta say if this book is gonna lie to you on the cover then i don't know what to believe anymore how dare they? I mean, they're giving such a powerful image that this man is cut. From, I'm sorry, this alien is cut from granite or some space rock that we've never heard of. The rest of their review is pretty positive. They gave it four stars, but th I guess they, they docked him one star because they weren't accurate to the cover of the book. The concept of this alien Santa then curing cancer and causing all of these like miracles and stuff. What a crazy what a crazy world to live in. I couldn't even imagine this world where like, oh, it's the time of year where Santa's coming. Put your sick folks underneath the fireplace. Like, what? 
he's solving incredible issues. Houses fixed, like a disaster happens, and then the night of the night over Christmas, like all of the East Coast after a hurricane is fixed. Incredible. This is a this is a scary world to live in. Yeah, grandma disappears three days before Christmas. Christmas morning, you wake up. There's a giant box beneath the tree. Grandma's inside. Cancer cured. But pregnant? Also pregnant with, you got it, Santa Jr. That's right. It's it's little Santa. (laughs) Little Santa and his buds, the second book. And then grandma starts outliving younger family members. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, she can't be stopped. She Benjamin Buttons down until she's 26 and then stops aging. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the distant future, she travels backward to stop it all from starting. Yes, that's right. The grandma from Christmas future oh, coming shit. this Christmas to a community theater near me. Are you performing this? It sounds like. Yes. How much are tickets? Due to social distancing practices, I can only sell two tickets. So to recoup my investments, the tickets are going to be $2,000 each. How interactive is this show? Not, not. Oh, thank God. Because with only two people, you, you really have a high chance of being chosen. It's sort of like uh, Cirque du Soleil or oh. a strip club where I am allowed to interact with them as much as I want, but they are not allowed to touch me. So you're still flipping around, doing all that cool acrobatics, but then just doing it on pe- No, not. Okay. No acrobatics, but stripping? Uh, lucky pre-orders are up on the website, GRDN.com. <laughs> you can find those and uh, other projects. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the first episode of the Cowboy from Christmas Past. Looking forward to dive into it. Mac, do you have any end of show notes for us, for our listeners? If you want to read along with us, pick up a copy of the Cowboy from Christmas Past by Tina Leonard at your local bookstore. We're reading the first six chapters and we'll be back with that new episode on December 4th. I'd like to give a shout out to Twin Musicom for the use of their song Hip Hop Christmas. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we love the dancey. We love the Christmas. Mm, We're keeping it in the season. This is Christmas music. This is what Christmas music is. Everybody tell Mariah Carey. Tweet at her. From GR Booknote. Mariah, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. I'm dreaming of a hip hop Christmas, Mariah. Take that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's released like a bunch of other Christmas music. She's like, well, great. Then you'll love this hip hop remix of All I Want for Christmas is You. If I would, okay, I don't want to say if I was Mariah Carey because I think we all carry a little bit of her soul within us. The part of me that's Mariah Carey would not miss capitalizing on the idea of country Christmas, techno Christmas, mm. gothic mm. Christmas. I mean, everything. There's so many different layers we could add to this. Organ only Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh, Mac, I'm in the spirit. This is amazing. I feel, I feel like 